Good morning, WrestleZone. Welcome back. It is me, Nick Hausman, at WZ Rebel over on Twitter. It is September 19th, 2017. This is the WZ Daily. And today, I am joined as my co-host, representing MLW OneShot. He is the former SmackDown commentator. Not SmackDown Live. This was pre-SmackDown Live. Rich Brennan, a.k.a. Rich Bikini. Rich, welcome back to the show. Morning, Nick. How are you? You forgot, you forgot NXT in there. Well, do you want me? I, I mean, SmackDown is like a step up. Do I need to? Do I need to be like he played for the I'm New York? More, I, I'm more. I'm more proud of my NXT work, to be honest. Okay, cool. Well, I didn't know if it was like you know, I you play for the Yankees. You really go bring up the you know, Bur, what is it, the uh, Burnham Bulls, Durham Bulls? Durham. Well, you know, it, well, I, I guess it's kind of. Well, no, I'm not gonna. Never mind. I was gonna say it's kind of like Clemens when he played for the for the Red Sox and then the Yankees. You still think of him as a member of the Red Sox, but. I'm not comparing myself to Roger Clemens. <laughs> Whatever, that's man. probably bad. Yeah, that's fine. You, you, I mean, you're yeah. you're classing with some of the best now. Before we get into the rest of the show we got here, and I do want to talk to you about Bobby Heenan in just a moment, it is very cool that you are getting to do commentary with Tony Schiavone at MLW One Shot on October 5th. What's that like for you? What does that mean? Oh, you? man. You, that, that, it's, it's full circle. It's full circle for me because Tony was – was calling um, NWA, WCW, whatever. Um, when I really first got into wrestling, I like I had watched wrestling a bit in in the early '80s when I was like real little. Um, but I was like 10 years old or so when I when I really got into it around '85, '86 ish. And Tony Tony was the voice for that. Yeah. And in 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 many ways, he he shaped what my perception of a wrestling announcer can be, you know, between him and then between Vince, uh, and Ventura and then Bobby Heenan and, and gorilla monsoon. Um, so Tony is one of those voices for me. Yeah. And let's, um, so to, to yeah. get to work, I, it's, it, it really, it really is a dream come true. Yeah. And let's talk about Heenan too, for a moment. I mean, obviously Bobby passed away, unfortunately on Sunday, WWE did a couple nice things last night on Monday night raw. Um, obviously had an influence on you uh what did it you know how did it feel to find out that bobby had left us uh i had i think like a lot of fans you knew that he was sick for a long time um so it was it, it was one of those things where it's still it's still very sad but but you knew that he was sick and you and you knew that he wasn't well yeah uh for for, for many many years so it's you know it's almost kind of it's it's mixed emotions in in a way yeah. um yeah. you know I, I, I you can't say enough about what Heenan has done for the business and his contributions as an announcer, not just an announcer, but just so many facets. But, um, you know, let's, let's be honest. He and, he and Gorilla Monsoon as a team, it, was there anybody better? Will there ever be anybody better? In my, in my opinion, no. I mean, they, they were it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool seeing, you know, they, they, they did that package on Raw last night. And uh, it was cool to see him and Gene Okerlund together. I'd, fi- I'd, fi- I'd forgotten how much I really enjoyed uh, Bobby Heenan and Mean Gene Okerlund together. There was a natural chem, just kind of of that era, I think, between those guys. There was a real camaraderie that bled through. Yeah, I think that they, you know, they they were told probably you have to say this and you have to get this over. But it seemed like that they were they were so loose, and that they were just kind of allowed to be themselves. And it was like, okay, here, go go do this. This is what we need to get to. However, you get there is up to you guys. And that that's what it felt like watching it. And between Bobby and Gorilla and then, um, you know, you had Bean Gene in there as well. And even Vince as an announcer, like you you knew that obviously he knew where he wanted to go, but it didn't seem like it like as tightly 
controlled necessarily. It seemed like they had a lot more leeway to do stuff, and it came off. It came off as fun. Well, and you could tell, and you could tell that they were having fun while they were doing it. They were all the same age, right? That's got to have a, some of it, you know. Vince, you, is go, the, you know, Vince yeah, is going you, out and hanging out with these guys afterwards. He's, he's these yeah, are his friends. 30, 35, 40 years old at that point, forty something year, you know, around there. So yeah, all around the same age. And um, I, I don't know when when I look back at that stuff, the biggest thing that that stands out to me is how much fun they're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't it kind of a little surreal to think about, you know, Bobby Heenan, same, about the same age as Vince McMahon. And yet Vince is out there last week taking headbutts and like swantons from the top rope right now. I mean, it, it's a little a little bit of a testament, I think, to Vince, too, to see that he is still going when it does seem like each year becomes a little bit harder as, as far as people, you know, still around past their 70s in the wrestling business. Yeah, I don't know what kind of medical care he has, but uh, God bless him because the fact that he's still out there willing to do that stuff's nuts. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's move into the news of the day. We do a pro wrestling news show here. Uh, we don't do segments. We do matches. And in each match, we're going to grapple with a different pro wrestling news subject. We'll try to pick some winners and losers along the way, as that's typically how matches tend to go. Today, we have five matches. It's a traditional five-match card here. A lot of news broke overnight, so let's get to it. Uh, match number one, let's grapple with Starcade. Now, we know that yesterday, WWE officially announced that Starcade was returning November 25th, Greensboro Coliseum. And there was kind of this warm, fuzzy period, I think, there for a lot of fans. Wow, Starcade is back. Well, the last 24 hours, what a lot of twists and turns we've had with the Starcade story. Brandy Rhodes was the first to come out being critical of WWE doing it, saying, why didn't you do this while Dusty Rhodes was alive? He really wanted this to happen, was basically what she said. Cody... Uh, also went to Twitter. He said that if WWE is going to do this, you should at least book Goldie, his brother, Goldust, since it was Dusty's idea, Starcade. Uh, Goldust, um, last night on Raw, it should be noted, wrestled as Dustin Rhodes, wearing the Goldust outfit. So they were already starting to, to portray him as a Rhodes. Michael P.S. PS Hayes reached out on Twitter saying, hey, Cody, if you got a problem, why don't you come tag with Goldust at Starcade? Let's make a deal about it. Now, this is where kind of everybody started, okay, all right, I'm intrigued. This morning I woke up to, to some fresh news that has completely put a different side of this story to me. I did not know this. Uh, WrestleCade is doing their big event. Uh, same weekend, uh, November 24th to 26th, right up the road from Greensboro in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Big event. Uh, WrestleCade is now insinuating that WWE is bringing back Starcade and running up the street against them uh, to run against them. And they've been retweeting fans that are saying a lot of the same uh, they themselves tweeted out to Cody Rhodes and Matt Hardy basically saying, hey, we love you guys. Uh, we we created this out of love for Dusty to keep the Starcade idea alive around here. We'd love to have you. Uh, so we'll start it there. Rich, uh, very complicated story here. Uh, what do you think of WWE's uh, actions in this situation? Do you think that they're doing what they're, is being insinuated they're doing here by WrestleCade? Uh, let's see. So Greensboro, Winston-Salem, probably about a half an hour between the two cities. Um, I don't know that WWE is looking at what independent groups are doing necessarily, um, and say, oh, we're going to run opposition against them. I don't know that that's enough of a concern. Um, this is a big event, man. hundred plus names. Mick Foley will be there. Jim Cornette will be there. I mean, just, it's a lot of big names that are going to be at this WrestleCade event. They do it every year. It's always a huge success. Yeah, um, I, they have to book their buildings months in advance. Um, I, I suppose that they that they knew Wrestlecade was going to be there, um, 
But I, you know, seeing that they're adding the Starcade thing in there, that does feel almost kind of like, hmm, you know, we're 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 going to be in this area. What what can we do to to boost ticket sales? Like, it's not going to be on the network, right? Not or not yet, not yet anyway, right? Yeah, that's kind of how all these things start, right? Or they're like, no, it's totally not going to be on the network. Like they tease it, right? Like, oh, you do, you you think you can have? You're not going to get it, and then they give it to you. Um, I'd, I'd feel better about it, I guess, if they were going to put it on the network and actually make it a real, a real event as opposed to just, um, you know, it's a, it's a house show with a, with a fancy name more than anything. Yeah. Cause that kind of diminishes, I, I hate to say diminish. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking to Eric later today. I'll, I'll get his take on if this diminishes or not, but this was, you know, kind of the WrestleMania of WCW and you're just going to use it as a name for a house show. I guess maybe if you're a real traditionalist and you have a lot of attachment to it, that could be seen as a little bit of a slight. It, or if, if nothing else, just mismanagement of a major a brand there that a lot of people have respect for. Yeah, I, I, you know, they've never really used the name because it, it wasn't Vince's idea. And, mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know the stories with that. If Vince doesn't come up with it, he doesn't he doesn't like to use it. Um, in, in some ways, I, I think it's cool that they that they're going to pay respect. I, I guess to being in the area on. Thanksgiving weekend and Starcade and thir- uh, Thanksgiving night in that area and really ra- other places around the country as well. Thanksgiving night was always a huge night for wrestling. Um, so in, in some regards, I, I like the fact that, they, that they're paying respect to it. Um, does it come at the expense of, of, of Wrestlecade? I mean, it's the wrestling business, right? I, I half wonder if Wrestlecade outdraws them here because this, I mean, this is like a territorial thing here. And if people are diehard North Carolinians and WrestleCade has built up this huge amount of goodwill for years now by delivering on these super events uh, and and tied it in to the Rhodes legacy, which it sounds like they have. If I'm a North Carolinian and you just got some you know bad news about why the Starcade event may be coming about, I think WrestleCade wins out here. Uh they might. It's it, to me, it's really two different things. Um, one's more of a big fan convention, and I, you know they have they have a. Sh- when is their show? Is the show on the Saturday? Yeah, I think it's the same. I think it's the same night. I, I think they're actually doing shows each night. I think they do a show Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. I think three shows. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm. I just pulled it up right now. I'm trying to try to see. I know. I know. J, I know. JJ Dillon's going to be there because uh, I've talked to him about it. Right. Um, and let's see. Tom, Tom Pritchard, Tracy Smothers, Matt Stride. They're like a bunch of people are going to be there. Uh, but as far, I'm, I'm just trying to see as far as the. So what is it? AML Wrestling has a show, I guess is what it is. So there's uh, Queens of Combat will have a show. Yep. I was trying to see what what other what other events. AM, yeah. So AML is going to have a show. Queens of Combat is going to have a show. Um, it doesn't look like there's any anything on the Friday. But yeah, it looks like on on, on that Sunday for sure they're they're going to be. Uh, they're going to be going head to head on the 26th. Yeah, yeah. Well, 25th is the day of the of the WWE event, and I think that's oh my the, bad. Yeah, yeah. 25th. Sorry. Yeah, 25th. I, I got most of my facts right here. Um, I I do know they're going head to head here, and I don't know. For me, it kind of and this is just my inkling feeling. I think that WWE booked this venue on this night and didn't really think about it, and then they realize these are going head to head, and they figure, well, we're maybe not drawing so well. We don't know why. What's going on over here? How do we combat that? And that's how this comes about. I, 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 I can see that there's, there's the, the super shows at five o'clock on Saturday, the 25th Okay. at wrestle at wrestle. And like I said, you know, having those buildings lined up and yeah, I mean, things can change and, and different availabilities open and different buildings get moved or, or whatever. But these are like, 
you don't you don't just book a building and, and say okay you know we're we're, we're going to run here. You don't book it a month out usually. It's that, that's usually done. You usually have a, a hold on the date months in advance. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I don't I don't think it's as as evil or as mean spirited as WWE looking at it and saying say no, Russell Cage running on Saturday the twenty fifth. We're going to go in and run against them. I I really don't think it's anything like that. Uh, well, let, let's wrap this match up here. We got four more to get to. Uh, let's pick some winners and losers. Uh, I'll say that I think the winner here in this whole Starcade WWE situation is Cody Rhodes. I mean, he's got offers on both sides now. Want him to make an appearance? Good time to be Cody Rhodes. Yeah, his uh, his appearance fee continues to to skyrocket a little bit. I'll be curious to see if Ring of Honor lets him do it. I will also be very interested to see if Ring of Honor lets him do it. <laughs> uh, if you're Ring of Honor, would you let him do it? Man, it's like I have such a longer thought process here because for me, it's it's more about what Cody wants to do, right? I don't think Ring of Honor is going to care, right? If anything, getting the ROH belt on WWE, making a little stink about it, can't hurt Ring of Honor right now, right? Um, Mm -hmm. For me, it's a bigger play for Cody, right? Because right now he's Cody in Ring of Honor, and WWE has kind of dangled that Rhodes trademark over Cody's head, right? He can't be Cody Rhodes elsewhere, which, uh, you know, has upset some people here. Well, Michael P.S. Hayes has decided to grandstand an offer to Cody to make an appearance here, and if they want to deliver on that, I don't know about financial uh, raise here from WWE, but I would certainly come back and say, hey, look, you guys put it out there. You've teased the fans. If you want to pay it off, I've got something that you can pay me with to make this whole situation fine for everybody, and that's my last name. And then, yeah, I will not do the WrestleCade show, and you give me a Goldie at star at your version of Starcade. Fascinating idea. That's what I, I was going to sit on. I wasn't going to say that here. I was going to save it for Eric's show, but it's just percolated so hard on me there that I, I just had to blurt it out. This, for me, is the bargaining chip that Cody's been waiting for to get that Rhodes last name. Yeah, I don't know that... Um... Yeah. I mean, Michael, oh, I, that, if I have to pick a loser here, it's Michael Hayes, because you got to know somebody was like, wish you'd just run that by us, right? Because I don't know, right? <laughs> you know, you've gone and given Cody, I, the Ring of Honor it, champion, leverage over you guys to deliver. Uh, but you know you know what? I, 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 lo- I, like, I love Cody. Um, are they going to give up the name to have him appear at a house show, essentially? Starcade. Not yeah. any house show. It's a house show. But it's Starcade. Look, if I don't know. This, I'll just say that the stars have not aligned better for Cody to come to that table with some leverage with WWE any better than in this moment right now. I'd make a play for it. We'll have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, had to drink some water there. Exhausted myself. All right, on to match number two. We got <laughs> we got four more things. Uh, let's sorry, gra- sorry, Marco. It's okay. Uh, let's uh, let's grapple here in match number two with Paige. What do we know? Paige has been going over going through a lot over the past year. Uh, she was suspended twice by WWE. Uh, the twist here, PW Insider reporting she is cleared to return to wrestling. She's at the Performance Center. WWE actually confirmed she's at the Performance Center and is even going to step further in teasing a return to action for Paige uh, that she is looking to take back her house. Uh, Rich, uh, are you surprised to see Paige back in the mix? A little bit. Yeah? Now, what, yeah. Do, you, what do you think they do with her now if they're going to bring her back? Well, they have to promote their movie, number one. Um, whether that's a straight to Netflix or 
wherever it goes, but they, they obviously put a lot of resources into, into building this movie. So even if it's just for a bit, they have to, they have to build her up because if not, you've wasted all this money doing this movie. Do you think the um, fans? Do you think the fans will be respectful of a page return? I'll say that nicely, no. polite. Will the page? Because here's the thing that's weird to me is uh, I think that most fans will disregard all of the Del Rio uh, shenanigans, right? Mostly, mo- what's resonated with people is the, the sex tape stuff, right? That's what most people have pigeonholed her biggest sin. But Xavier Woods is back up running tag champion over on SmackDown Live, and everyone pretty quickly move past it with a joke. Can Paige do the same thing? I, I think so. I, I really do. Um, yeah, I, 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 just, I just think that uh, there's been a lot of stuff that, that's, that's been said and a lot of mud that's been, been slung around. Um, you know, uh, to, to her credit, she's tried to, I don't want to say she's tried to distance herself from, from some of the stuff that Alberto has been, been saying, but you know, even in some of the videos, you see her kind of, hey, stop, I still work there, like that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I think the fans would would welcome her back in, in many ways. Um, there's a lot of uh, – a, a, a lot of fans are, are still – they still look at her as, as being, the, the, I guess, the catalyst or the spark for the whole women's revolution thing. And – I think in some ways there are fans that probably feel maybe they were shorted a little bit. The fact that we've never gotten a, you know, a, a page, you know, say like a page Sasha match or a page Charlotte match up, uh, up on the main roster. That's really meant anything. Um, I think it could be exciting. I, I, I just hope that her head's on straight, yep. you know, and I, I don't know whether or not, you know, this whole time she's, she's been saying she's been injured. That there's, you know, none of the other shenanigans with with Del Rio mean anything or or, or, or whatever. But, um, I don't know, man. There's just been a lot of a, a lot of craziness. I, I seriously, I, and, and I don't mean this just in a wrestling way. I just hope, even on a on, on a personal level, that uh, that things are good and that her head's on straight and that, um, you know, that she's able to move forward from uh, from some of the stuff. Yeah, that's that's going to be the biggest question here is can she handle herself like a quote-unquote superstar, right? Is she going to be able to do her job and stay out of the headlines uh, for all the wrong reasons? And it's day by day, you know, in these type situations. It is you're taking a risk here. She's already got two strikes against her suspension-wise. So if anything, it's on page, right? WWE, I, I don't know that you can inherently fault them for trying to make this work here. I mean, they can use her here uh it's the last chance though and and then by even their own rule book if she doesn't make it work here that that's the end of the road so uh, it, it's on her here i i can see wwe side of it from the reasons you just listed so we'll see how it goes uh winners and losers here who wins by page coming back here i think she does yeah because for I, for most people most talents who are there if you're involved in some of the craziness that that's that's gone on. Again, founded or unfounded, charged or not charged, whatever. You put all those things together, they're not gonna they're not gonna put up with that, with most people. Yeah, yeah. You know, people people have been fired for way less, way less, way less. Um, and in 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 pages, uh, you know, to 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 her. I guess to her credit or, or, or on her side, like I said, they spent all this money doing a movie that they're not just going to, they're not just going to implode this movie. 
So that's kind of like that lifeline for her. Maybe she knew that. Maybe she knew that I can get away with whatever because you know, and and you know, I, I I I hate to speculate on on what people's motivations are or whatever. But when you look at it as a big picture thing, they've got this movie. They spent all this money on this movie, so you almost have to by proxy. You almost have to. Uh, to give her another shot. So, again, I just hope she takes advantage of it. All right. Uh, let's move on to match number three here. We're talking about the women's division. Let's grapple with Bailey. Uh, she's been out dealing with a shoulder separation. She recently, in an interview uh, with Sports Illustrated, Justin Barrasso mentioned that she wants to main event WrestleMania 35. Isn't that great? Uh, the twist here in the last 24 hours, Bailey returned on Raw last night. She uh, came out after Alexa Bliss's match with Nia Jax and Alexa lost. Uh, Sasha Bailey confronted Alexa. Bailey to Bailey on Alexa. And uh, Bailey has now officially been added to the women's title match at No Mercy, making it a fatal five-way with everyone mentioned and Emma also thrown into the mix. Uh, Bailey's return. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think of Bailey right now? What's her What's her spot right now in the WWE Raw Women's Division? Um, I mean, the fans have kind of turned on her, which is weird. Yeah. And I, but is that more? Is that more on the way that she's been? booked or the way that she's been written or is that really just kind of turning on her character I, i'm just a it's rough, hard for me to judge that rough time to come back as a top baby face the raw women's division because oscar they've already started running the teasers for her. she's going to come back is the hottest uh, good guy good you know baby face in the raw women's division and I, I don't know where bailey sits in that mix then right i mean i don't think that she could beat alexa and then you're setting up Bailey versus Asuka. That seems weird to me, uh, unless you do want to pull that that Bailey heel uh, turn. Uh, I think Alexa's got to stay onto this thing, and you know the rest of the women will find their their place here in the aftermath. Um, in in, in a lot of ways, I feel like they've screwed Bailey up. Um, maybe by not necessarily understanding her character, or it. I don't know. Maybe it's more of a case that that the general public, the fans that watch raw, the general wrestling fan, they don't, un they don't understand her. Yeah. I don't know. It's got to give her an edge, right? Just got to give her an edge. Got to give well, her a fighting chance. When you look at what she did at NXT and the way that she was booked and the way that she was written at, at NXT, she was the, the biggest kind of like underdog baby face. And she appealed to, you know, I, I I hate I hate saying the word again, but she appeals to the to the to the hipster fans because it, it's it, it's almost it's almost like you have all these indie guys now who do like it is a term that I saw last night. So somebody mentioned they do meme matches, which I didn't even know was a thing. It's a meme match, and that's kind of it's it's almost this tongue in cheek sort of like, ha ha ha, yeah, we we know what's going on, and uh, we're we're nerds, but we kind of support that. It's this whole weird thing. Um, almost the same way that Emma got over at first when she would do the thing where she tried to skin the cat. She couldn't really skin the cat, but then she did. She'd flip over into the ring and fans kind of like that for, you know, because it's tongue in cheek, it's kind of campy. It's kind of, you know, ha ha ha. Um, but when they both get in the ring, they can both go and they can, they can both wrestle. And to me, that's the thing that separates Bailey and Emma from maybe some of the other some of the other competitors who, who at the time were there anyway, is the fact that, yeah, they can, they can kind of be silly. They can kind of be funny, but when you let them loose and when, when you let them have serious competitive matches that they can deliver. Um, and, and I don't know that we've really seen that from Bailey on the main roster. Have we? 
Uh, no, uh, and those are, that was very, very good points you just made there, and I love this idea of the meme match. I want to dig into that some some point deeper because I think there's more to that. Um, but I think that you're touching on something I've been thinking about recently, which is indie wrestlers who aren't wrestlers, they're playing a wrestler, right? They aren't being a wrestler. They're portraying what the idea of a pro wrestler is. And so you're not acting and walking in that skin. You're kind of more wearing a costume. And mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yep. and there's not there's a kind of tongue and cheekedness to this, right? Like I'm yes, a, right. I'm a I'm a pro wrestler, r- wink and nudge, right? And I can do pro wrestling things, wink and nudge. And everybody's kind of in on the, the mo- you know, there's people that are in on that joke. But then there's the guys that go out there and are like, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the shit out of you right now, right? I'm a wrestler, mm-hmm. right? And yep. there's a reality to that. And that's what uh, that's what I think pisses off guys like Cornette and those old schoolers like Brett and stuff, because that's what actually sells money. Right. When you think somebody's actually going to hurt somebody or you're invested in a fight or you think two guys hate each other, people pay to see that. Right. When you hear, oh, they're going to do a quote unquote wrestling thing, wink and nudge. uh, There's a crowd for that, but it's not an inherent natural instinct to go out and seek that and put your money down for it. Yeah, that, that's I, I guess that's what I, that, I guess that's what I'm saying. And some of the meme stuff, I, I enjoy it to an extent. I, I, I think we're getting to the point where there's probably too much of it now. Um, just like anything else, like there's too many handshakes after matches and there's too many too many hugs after women's matches right now. Like all, all that it's right. We're, it's almost like critical mass for all this stuff. Yeah. Um, look, I. You, you want to talk about a, a, a meme wrestler, Joey Ryan. I enjoy Joey Ryan's matches. I like what he does. I think there's a story to him. And in context, it all makes sense. I have no problem at all with Joey Ryan. But, but when you have everybody trying to do this tongue-in-cheek sort of thing, that's to me when it when it gets kind of ridiculous. And if, if you want to tie that back to Bailey a little bit, yeah, there's the whole meme thing with the you know the wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube and, and, and all that stuff. But I don't know that that resonates necessarily to the, you know, 40 something year old guy who's watching at home. Yeah. Um, it might resonate with the kids a little bit because, again, they like the colors and they, they you know, it's just kind of goofy looking. They don't necessarily understand the wrestling part of it, um, per se. They're, 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 they're more into the character. Bailey has, man, that, that character. Yeah, maybe she's not great at promos or, or, or whatever, but there's something endearing about her. Um, you, you just kind of have to harness that. And they did that at NXT. I, I, I feel like they've kind of sold her short a little bit on, on the main roster. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, re- wrestling to buffet, that's what everyone says. There's a place for everything. And the reason, you know, Joey Ryan works so great is because he does one thing that's kind of outside the box and everybody treats it like it's a real thing, right? Every time he does it, it's always the most terrifying thing and it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing. If everything is that, if everything is this kind of tongue-in-cheekedness, though, it takes away from that, right? It can't all be that. It, it, there's a place right. for it, but you can't all be that, and I think that's what a lot of the Christmas is. Anyway, we got to move on here. We're short on time. I can literally talk all day with you just on a few of the things you just said. Um, winners and losers here at Bailey coming back. Obviously, uh, I don't know. who. Do you, oh, we just actually already asked you this. Who wins here? No, I didn't. Whatever. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so far off we'll the call be- that one a, we'll call it a draw. I'm so far off the beaten path here of what we were getting into with Bailey that I don't I don't even want to go back. Uh, match number four. What are we grappling with here? Jason Jordan, uh, former member of American Alpha, now the son of Kurt Angle on Raw. Uh, last night beat five other men in the main event of Raw, including the Hardys. Uh, Elias was in there. Uh, well, anyway, he's now the number one contender for the Mrs. IC title. 
Uh, Miz really laid it in thick here with him becoming a legitimate father. Uh, Jason Jordan, the bastard child of Kurt Angle. Do you like this, Rich? Uh, interesting way to, to kind of play that a little bit. I, I'm happy for the build for Jason Jordan. I'm happy for any success that he has. I hope that the fans take to him, whether or not he, you know, it's a heel or, or a baby face. Um, I, again, the, I've said before, I think the whole, he's the bastard son of Kurt Angle things kind of silly. And I think fans see through that a little bit, but when it comes to just pure wrestling, Jordan's, you know, he's, he, he's incredible. Yep. And I, I still I still wish that him and Gable were a tag team because together they were fantastic. Uh, I um, get, I get, good good, yeah. good for Jordan, though, for getting a shot at, at, at the IC title. If if that's a way to try to build him by, you know, having him shut up the Miz and get a couple of victories over the Miz and, and have him in an angle there. Good for him. And I, I'm happy for any success that he has. Yeah. And that's why I think this is going to be a great program. Miz will bring the show. Uh, Jordan will bring the go. Right. He's going to he's yeah. going to go in the ring. Miz is gonna, and I, I, I do have an affinity for the Miz. Most people that work with the Miz come out on the other side better elevated, um, pretty much every time. Uh, so I think that this is gonna do nothing but good for Jason Jordan. Big winner here. Uh, I don't know who, I, you know, who loses in this situation is uh, the fans out there because Maurice is no longer on TV because she's pregnant. It was the first, oh, thing, yeah. first thing my my girlfriend noticed. She's like, "Where's Maurice? Where is where's Maurice?" Now we have Miz on his own out there, a man without. A wife off the chain. He's a free man. Matt, final match here, match number five. <laughs> Let's grapple with Jim Cornette. Uh, he hosts his own popular podcast, Jim Cornette Experience. He has been seen on GFW in uh, recent months. Uh, the twist here, Wrestling Observer reporting, Jim Cornette no longer part of GFW. Uh, kind of a weird reason here, unlike a lot of the reasons people have left GFW recently. Uh, GFW is doing Bound for Glory in Toronto. That's been officially announced. Apparently, Jim Cornette has his own sketchy assault record, as they put it, for his years as a manager, which ran, which started in 2010. I think it's what I, I was a little confused on the details here. Uh, but anyway, Cornette's going to address this more on his podcast and uh, the new direction for GFW. Less authority figures anyway and more focus on the action. Rich, have you heard? Do you know anything about this? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Um, so Cornette back in the, you know, in the eighties when he was a manager, especially in, in, in the old days, if you look at some of that old NWA stuff, you literally walked in, in, into the ring and out from the ring through the crowd. And you had a you know, group of cops or security guys that would surround you. I never understood number one, why, why they didn't get proper guard guardrails at some of those shows. And two, why they couldn't figure out a better entrance instead of having people going through the crowd, because you always hear about guys get stabbed and whatever. Um, so apparently for Cornette, um, a lot of that stuff stems from, from back then when fans would try to, you know, try to attack him or whatever. And he'd whack him with the tennis racket. Um, what? Oh, you never heard this. I didn't know that specifically in Toronto, Jim Cornette had heat with, uh, management. Well, no, 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 no. It's not, not, not in Toronto, but apparently because he had, you know, so you want say you're in Greensboro, for instance, and some schmuck tries to come and get you. he would have the tennis racket loaded and he'd use the tennis racket to back people off and if you whack somebody with it and guy goes to the cops and says Cornette hit me with a tennis racket never mind the fact that you were trying to jump him in in the, in the arena so long story short he has all these arrests or whatever all these charges on his record is what my understanding is wow and for years he was able to go into Canada no problem and then one time he went and they like they wouldn't let him in because they look at your record and they they say, okay, well, well, you're not coming in. Um, 
Wow. Look, G, G, GFW, Impact, TA, whatever, whatever the hell it is. I mean, ugh, man. I think that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, I'm not even going to go into the winners and losers here. I feel bad for Jim Cornette for having to deal with this. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll cut to the chase here. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Go over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment, Russell's Own Radio. I'll be back tomorrow with another MLW one-shot guest co-host, Filthy Tom Lawler and I are going to talk about the news tomorrow, Rich. I'm stoked about that. I have no He's idea. fun. He, we, we, we talked to him last week on uh, the MLW flagship. He's a blast. Wonderful. Uh, LAX uh, tomorrow, they're going to be doing their, or GFW is doing their latest media call tomorrow. LAX are going to be the special guests. Uh, so if you guys have any questions you want to ask Conan, the rest of LAX, tweet me at WZRebel. Uh, I may ask them on the media call tomorrow. We'll have the full audio up for that on WrestleZone Radio. Use hashtag WZDaily if you're talking about the show. Brand new Bischoff on Wrestling will drop tomorrow morning. Uh, hashtag Bischoff on Wrestling if you got a question for Eric. Uh, I will be diving into the mailbag here in just a couple hours. And I'll be making my commentary debut this Saturday, Crown Point, Indiana. Black Label Pros, the Darkest Timeline Championship Tournament, Phase 1, which Filthy Tom Lawler will be main eventing, taking on Matt Riddle. In the main event, two UFC guys. I'm calling the action. I've never done this before. I'm going to I'm going to blow it, Rich. I'm very confident. Nah, it. you'll be fine, man. Just have fun. Blow it. Uh, have fun al- with it. Uh, also, the same day as Survivor Series, November 19th, I'm dr- I'm throwing Chicago's ultimate all-day pro wrestling Survivor Series party, Viva La Wrestling 3. Uh, the name of the show, Viva La Wrestling 3, Pain on the Cob. We are going to have a great time. <laughs> oh god, is that that free barbecue? Uh, nope. This one will be a hamburger, hot dog, french fries, all-you-can-eat buffet. Ooh. I don't want... I, I'm going to hard pitch you here real quick, because this thing's amazing. I love my VLR shows. Because we're doing an all-you-can-eat hot dog buffet, I said, why don't we have a hot dog eating contest, right? So, my pro wrestling show that I get to do with my friends will have live rock and roll music. We will have a hot dog eating contest. We will have wrestling. We will have burlesque dancer. Our burlesque dancer does things like swallow swords and put pins in her face and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's And then after the show, because we're going to do it in the afternoon, we have a booze bus waiting outside, like a shuttle bus you can drink on. You get, oh, no. You get on that, because the show's at 4. We'll be done by 6.30. You get on the booze bus. This is all. This is included in your ticket, all $10. You get on the bus. You drink. We're going to drive you up Lakeshore Drive here in Chicago to Duffy's Tavern and Grill, where you get off and you go into a free wwe survivor series viewing party at a big sports bar so you get live wrestling in the afternoon and then you get to go to a bar and watch survivor series bunch of crazy wrestling friends at night it's it's, all for all for 10 bucks well 20 bucks if you want the buffet but 10 bucks if you don't want the buffet oh that's a great deal either even for 20 bucks that's awesome yeah i mean i want well and if you pay the 20 bucks you get the buffet then that's automatic entry into the hot dog eating contest so if you want to compete in that, then you got to get the buffet because that. You get, are you going to shell out to uh, to bring a ringer into the hot dog eating contest? I thought about it. You know, right, get get Kobayashi or Joey Chestnut. I think Kobayashi's retired. But. Well, but here's the thing: is the the burlesque dancer we have, Sally Marvel. She's a sword swallower, and I would think that she's probably she'd probably be very good at a hot dog eating contest. Oh God, I'm not even going to go there. Well, I'm just saying. Obviously, you know, whatever. You guys know what I'm saying. Sword swallower. She eat hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm gonna get. Yeah, tr- I'm gonna get in trouble. I feel like for that one. Uh, all right. Uh, that's all of my pitch. I'm at WZ Rebel over on Twitter. Rich, uh, let's go through MLW one shot real quick. October fifth. Yes. 
October 5th, Guilt Night Club. Hard sell me here. What are you excited about on this show? I'm excited about finally seeing Ricochet in person. Um, I, I've not had a chance to call any of his stuff yet, and he will be there in uh, in the main event against Shane Strickland. Strickland, I've called many of his matches um, at Fest Wrestling in Gainesville, uh, Wrestle Circus over in Austin, among other places. He Right now, about a year ago, right, Ricochet was was the talk of the independent world. All the, all the attention was on Ricochet. And some of that attention has maybe shifted a little bit towards Shane Strickland, where now he's kind of the next up-and-coming guy, especially now that Leo Rush is already with with, with NXT, right? There, you kind of had this this pool of guys where who's going to be the next guy to, to kind of take over and be the big name on the indies and then maybe make that jump to WWE. Um, I'd say that's kind of where Strickland is right now. But again, last year, Ricochet was kind of there. So it's, it's kind of a, a clash of these two guys who are, for lack of a better term, these indie darlings who can put on incredible matches. I was watching some of Ricochet's stuff the other night, and, and I mean, it's incredible the way that that guy moves around the ring and how crisp and how fluid everything is. Strickland brings a very, very similar style. So it's almost kind of for bragging rights who, you know, who's who's kind of at the top of the mountain right now. And it really is a clash of these two top guys on the independent circuit. Um, and man, to, to finally see Ricochet live against Strickland is, that's super exciting for me.